Hey neighbor, come on in and sit with us a spell. Pull you up a chair next to the fire. Pull you up a little blanket and sit with us. We're going to talk about some gardening today. Well, I hope everybody's staying warm in this cold weather. Warming up a little bit. Warming up a little bit. Yep. Had, had some pretty cold, but you know what? I think everybody, for the most part, fared pretty well during the cold uh, snap. We did extremely well here. Of course, we only got down to 19, 20 degrees. We covered a little stuff up, but we, did, we didn't lose anything. You got some burn well, on some stuff. I got stuff. some burn on some celery, um, but everything else is, well, my English peas bit the dust. Yeah. They were... About three. They were about had it anyway. A lot of our people on Robo Row post their pictures done extremely well because they covered up, they prepared, and uh, seems like everything is picking back up just a little bit. Now, are we going to have some more cold weather? We don't know. Last year we had a bad cold spell in uh, first of January. This year it happened just a little bit later than that. We'll see. Maybe maybe we don't have too much. I don't mind cold. I just don't want those damaging cold mm -hmm. come in. But uh, cabbage, any of those things like that, uh, broccoli, cauliflower, really don't have to worry a lot until we get down to teens or single digits. You know, I had some cauliflower and broccoli, and I decided not to harvest it. But I put the row cover over it, and you know they didn't freeze? Oh, no. No, they'll be fine. In fact, I thought you had to harvest it. You didn't want the heads. Uh, well, we was, we was borderline on that. If it got down a little bit colder, it could have done some damage to his head. But at 19, 20 degrees, we was really okay. I didn't cover a lot of stuff on purpose just to see how it would do. Some of my beets got burnt back a little bit, but they didn't, uh, they didn't damage the actual beet part. Uh, onions fared very well, strawberries well, kale. I left a good bit of kale uncovered. Ain't mm -hmm. any damage there, so. Oh, I should have brought my kale chips. Yeah, yeah. I did some uh, freeze-dried kale, made some kale chips. Yeah, that's pretty good. They need seasoning up just a little bit more. Uh, that was pretty good. Though. It'd be wonderful to have those used in a soup or something other anytime mm -hmm. you want it. So use the lacinato or the dinosaur kale if you're not familiar with it, which is probably the most popular kale for a home gardener out there. It turned out really good. Yeah, I tried some last year and it didn't work out. And I found that you need to blanch it for about, I did about 60 seconds. And then I put it in some cold water, dried it off, and it did really well. Yep, so we got some exciting new prod, uh, products we're going to talk about today, and we're going to go over pretty much in detail. But before we do, a lot of people ask about my knife. I'm always using a knife. On or your hat. Or my hat. But let's talk about knives for just a minute. You think we should do a blade of the week? Now, we don't sell knives, but I promise you, I could show you a different knife every week for the rest of my life, and I wouldn't run out. I have a lot of knives. I have this knife thing going on. That I'm, it's a, uh, it's an addiction that I have, I've had some counseling with myself about. And I'm doing a lot better, but I used to buy a lot of knives. But this particular one right here, let me go over this one with everybody, if uh, if I may. This one, folks, is the one I'm carrying at the moment. Now, my everyday carry on knives changes quite a bit with the uh, the mood I'm in. The one I've been carrying for the last two or three weeks. <coughs> Excuse me, is the Case Sodbuster, not the Case Junior Sodbuster, but the Case Sodbuster with this synthetic handle on it right here. Now, my 
relationship with case is 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 this right here i only buy or carry a case that's carbon steel i do not carry or buy the surgical steel is what they call it so if it's not carbon steel i don't buy it and if you see this tarnishing going on right here at the blade a little bit i don't know if the light hits that just right if you this thing is starting to tarnish and it's going to turn a black color that's really? just naturally what carbon steel does see how it's starting to do that this is something we did for Christmas presents, ain't it? Yep, but that's natural. That's what that's the way it's supposed to happen. This is 1095 steel, which is one of my favorite steels of knives. And if you was to look real close, I don't think y'all can see it, but real close right there it says CS. That's carbon steel. It's marked carbon steel. If you buy a case, it's marked SS. It's surgical steel. That's not something that I'm fond of. So anyway, that's the blade of the week right here. Is my Sodbuster, mm -hmm. my full size Sodbuster in carbon steel. You know, we could do a flashlight of the week. Oh, yeah, flashlight and knife of the week. Now, I'm not a huge gun person. Some people are, but I'm we can also do a hat of the week. I got plenty of guns, don't get me wrong, but I don't, I'm not one of those kind of people that collect guns. I cleaned up your closet and oh. I bet I counted 30 hats. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got kind of a hat thing going on there. When we were in Savannah last week, you almost, I almost bought, bought a hat. Yeah. Another Filson. Now these these three things that I'll spend money well, four things that I'll spend money on. Uh, I won't spend much money on pants. I won't spend much money on a shirt. I'll spend money on a hat. I will spend money on a pair of boots. I'll spend money on a flashlight, and I'll spend money on a, uh, a pocket knife. He will not spend money on jewelry. I will not spend money on jewelry. I, I do not. Maybe we need to. Uh... Yeah. Have a discussion about that. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's a waste of good money. I got a birthday coming. We got a birthday coming up. Yep. And yeah. we're going to go on a little uh, trip, and uh, we're going. It's going to be a work trip. Yeah, we'll we'll have a vacant. We'll we'll call it your birthday trip, but it's a work trip down to Gulf Shores, Alabama. We're going to be down there uh, the weekend of February fourteenth, thirteenth, fourteenth for a show down there for the Alabama Fruit and Vegetable association so if you're in that naked woods it's it's a show for small farmers but uh i think a lot anybody can come i think so if you want to do that it's in that lodge there if you're familiar with gulf shores alabama it's nice a nice place great great place to have an event but we'll be there february the 13th 14th i think it's that weekend all right so let's move in let's do a biscuit update Oh, biscuit update. Mama Hoss is after the perfect biscuit. She's been studying. I don't like you saying perfect biscuit. Well, that's the, it's the truth. She's after, you're after, you're after the perfect biscuit. Now, you're never going to reach it, but you're yeah. after it. You've come real close. So this week, the biscuit of the week was an angel biscuit. So it had yeast in it. That thing rose up. It, 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 was, it was real similar to those that you buy in the grocery store, this frozen that you put in mm -hmm. there. And uh, you know the ones that you buy this packed individual? It was flaky. But it was better. It was better. It was, I, I know why they call it an angel biscuit, because it was just so fluffy yep. and light. Yeah. Reminded you a little bit of those grain biscuits that you yeah, buy in the store. Yeah. But it, like I said, it was a lot better. So what she does, she made a batch of the night, and we froze them. Yeah, it, I, we didn't cook all of them. So we're having them in these little packs so we can pull them out in the morning time and cook us four yeah, biscuits like in the morning time. Flash freeze them, and yep. then you and fix me breakfast in the morning. The perfect biscuit. The perfect biscuit. The perfect biscuit. All right, folks, we've got a product that we have been working on for the last year. So I was in Orlando last, first of January last year. And I met with a guy down there from the UK, from England, uh, 
excuse me, Seed Developments is the name of the company. I met with a guy down there and we, we talked about some projects we wanted to do. And they manufacture several different products. One thing they, they make that really struck a chord with me was C-Tape. Unbeknownst to me, there's a lot of people out there that do not know what C-Tape is. And it's something that I've been, I have used years ago. The product's been around for a while, but I thought it was interesting because it serves a purpose and it solves a problem. So people out there that just going to plant in raised beds or not a lot. For us home gardeners, sometimes we don't plant a lot. Beets, uh, radish, we don't need a lot of those, but we need to cessation plant them. But what's an easy way to plant them so that you're successful? And seed tape fits that bill. Have you ever used any seed tape? Think I you have never used seed tape. Mm -hmm. See, I used seed tape probably 10 years ago, and I, I didn't even think about telling anybody. I've used it a few times. Mm. I, they even had it way back then. They did, but now, uh, not sure they got some varieties that they had way back then. But uh, anyhow, let's move into it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it in my raised beds. All right, so first of all, let's get into the way we package it. Uh, <clears throat> we made a decision to package these in, my, in small mylar bags. We do, we do not package these in the paper packs. Now, the paper packs probably are a little prettier than what these mylar bags are, but the reason we decided to do it with these mylar bags is because they will last a long, long time, and they have this Ziploc feature to a different top so you can reseal them. So you can put these in the refrigerator, seal them back up. Moisture can't get in or out, and they'll last for a long, long time. Where paper won't do that. Now, we sell a lot of seed packs and paper because that's just the nature of the business. Mm -hmm. But this we decided to go with the Mylar. Mm -hmm. So there's 15 feet. In each. Each. Each one. Let's, you know, open it up. Yeah. All right, so on these Mylar bags here, it's got a little place there that you can cut it with a pair of scissors, or you can just reach down there and tear it. So you don't have to plant the whole You don't have to tape. plant the whole thing. You can put it back in here and plant what you want to. So what? Because you could plant some in a small container and put it back. Absolutely. Boy, they sealed them up good. That's got a ziplock thing on. All right, let's pull up here. Now this right here, you're going to have to pronounce that. Kamasasi. <laughs> I had this while ago. Kamasasi. Suna. Kamasuni. I like that. Kamasuni mustard. Which is an Asian type mustard. Let's get it out here. And, yeah, all right. So it comes, folks, just like this right here. See this nice little roll here? All right. Each one of these rolls right here is seven and a half feet. So there's a total of 15 feet in these packs here. But you can simply kind of see how it's perforated there on, right there? Mm -hmm. So you can pull them apart. Let's do that. Pull them apart real easy. And now we have two. All right, this C tape here, it being each one. Oh, it's got it labeled what yep, it is. Yep, what it is. Oh, that's cool. So each one of these is seven and a half feet long. Now, if you don't need seven and a half feet, simply take your scissors or your pocket knife, your case pocket knife, and cut what you want. And you lay it out there. Now, you may ask yourself, why is it important to use C tape? Well, I'm going to give you an example right here. You see these radishes I got here, Mama Hoss? Mm-hmm. I thought you were going... Ain't they pretty? Mm -hmm. I pulled them out of my garden this morning. Why are these small? They were too thick. They were too thick. So these small seeds, such as onions, mustard, radishes, and beets, things like that, we have a tendency to plant them too thick. So a lot of times what I've done in the past is I've cut my corner on my, um, 
and carrots too, yeah, especially carrots. carrots. I cut my corner on my thing, and you just go do the thing and do that. Well, what happens is you get your plants too thick, and you think to yourself, "Well, I'll come back and mm -hmm. thin these out," but you never do that, and you end up with baby radishes and baby beets and baby carrots, and that's what I've got right here. It's baby radishes. I just ate root and all. <laughs> How's your cold? My cold's butter. Now these are really good, by the way. Mm -hmm. I ate several of them yesterday. Let me try one. But to grow bigger radishes and grow bigger beets and grow things, you need spacing. Spacing is important. So that is where the seed tape comes in at. Mm. Is already spaced out in there. Now this right here, it's a little spicy, isn't it? is the mustard. <clears throat> so what is this made out of? This is made out of a fabric that's biodegradable. So once you put this in there and cover it up, this kind of rots away right here. It's kind of like a tissue paper. So it won't hinder the plant. It won't hinder the plant. It actually helps the plant. You ever put seeds in a paper towel and wet them mm -hmm. and put them on, they'll sprout. So what this does is it's keep a contact. Moisture. It keeps contact on that seed so it will germinate better and quicker. Now, how far apart would you say those, those plants are? They're about an inch apart, right? Mm -hmm. They're about an inch apart. Every now and then there'll be one doubled up there, but they're about an inch apart there. So that's perfect spacing on what you would need on these small seeds right here. So what you would do is you would lay this down in soil, make you just a small trench, lay them in soil, and cover them up very lightly. I would say about a quarter of an inch. And there you have it, watered in good, and then it comes up in this row. They all come up at the same time, and they come up perfectly spaced. If you plant them too deep? Plant them too deep, it's like anything else. They're not gonna come up. So you gotta make sure that you don't plant them too deep. Quarter of an inch, I think, on all these small seeds is gonna be about right. Half inch, you could probably get by with. Just take you a little something, draw your little fur down through there, and, uh, and cover them up, lay it in there, and cover them up. You Easy know, peasy. Another benefit of it? The birds can't eat your seed. Exactly. I didn't think about that. That's a good point. So let's think about if you got a four, a four by eight raised bed. Mm -hmm. That's what most raised beds are, four by eight. And you've got 15 feet of this right here. You could plant four. You could plant four rows in one uh, four by eight bed. So it's perfect for that right there. And I think on these small things like mustard. Carrots and beets. I think you're getting four rows yeah. in there pretty easy, don't you? I think so. So it's perfect for raised beds. I plant them. I plant them in the flat as I do in my garden. But I think it, it really lends itself best to, to raised beds. But you can absolutely use it in containers or, as we call it, on the flat. Pretty neat, ain't it? Mm -hmm. What seeds works best in this seed tank? Most of your small seeds is that you have a problem spacing out. Now you wouldn't necessarily want to use peas or beans because those you can place yeah. out. Things that you have trouble. That's notorious for that. Carrots is, carrots is number one. So let's go over each one of these and then and then you want to put these back in there and save yeah, them? Yeah, I do because I'm going to plant these. So you're going to plant these. So this is what we're going to do. We're just going to simply fold it back up. I'm going to plant some too this week. We want to stick them back in our Mylar bag. You gonna do a video when you plan on? I am. You didn't wrap yours as pretty as I did mine. Does it matter? Well, it may. Let me try to get it back in here. <laughs> here. I got it right there. So simply just zip it right back up, just like that right there, and they're good to go. 
So that right there is the mustard. You want to say that one more time? Komatsumi. You got to say it quick in case you butcher it up. All right, folks, this right here is an Asian green right here that's kind of like, it's a mustard, but it has a sweet and tangy flavor to it with just a hint of pungency to it. Really good for stir frying and things like that. So if you like mustards that are a little bit on the sweet side, this is a good one right here. It's an Asian style green mm -hmm. right here, which is gonna be perfect for stir fries and, and things like that. It has a crunchy texture. Yep, yep. So they'll have the first one right here. All right, let's go to the next one right here. And this, my dear folks, is baby leaf greens. This right here is what you wanna use for your salads. Mm -hmm. You wanna open this one up? Let's open it up. Easy. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. This might be the problem with my hands. I don't know, that wasn't too bad. All right, so we see it here. I'm not, I don't know that I'm, yeah, I'm gonna bust them apart. See there, we're gonna simply take it apart, kind of just peel it apart right there. And you know, if you've got friends that do raised bed gardens or a school garden, this would be ideal for school gardens because kids could take this right here and just lay it out there It'd be easy, wouldn't it? Easy, easy. Yeah. Now these right here is greens. These may be a little bit closer. These right here probably got four per inch. Cause these are baby greens. You're gonna you're gonna cut these as a small salad, so you want these a little bit thicker. So they've got the dark green leaves, the red leaves, mm -hmm. and the, the mix. light green. Right. This is for your salads, folks, right here. Fifteen feet. Next one is going to be Bloomsdale spinach, and this is one of the best varieties of spinach around here. It's the old variety called Bloomsdale, and we love spinach. Mm -hmm. We find that we like spinach about as good as we do any of the greens out there. Spinach is extremely healthy for you, but it's also good to you. Well, let's bust it up and see what it looks like. All right. Well, oh, these are bigger seeds. When there's spinach, is a bigger seed right here. These appear to be about three quarters of an inch apart, somewhere in there. Now they're not exact, but they're pretty dead gum close. But there again, it's all the spacing is worked in there for you. You know what you could do if you want to do double rows? Just lay it out there like don't that right there and not pull them apart. That's a great idea. On spinach, I can see that working. So don't pull these apart, just lay it out there just like that right there and run you two rows down through there. And as I say, it has the name written on the tape. Yep. I know you can't see that. Probably on camera. That's helpful. Yep, it is helpful. That's a pretty good idea. Just lay it out there like that. That may be what I do. I don't think I'm gonna tear mine apart. Well, on some of it, you wouldn't. Yeah. On all of these, I think you could possibly get by with it. I know. I think the carrots you want to tear apart. Probably on the carrots, yeah. Bloomsdale spinach. Bloomsdale spinach. Purple top turnip Ooh. right here. Now turnips is one that you really have trouble getting too thick. Because turnip seeds is little bitty seeds. And if you don't get them spaced out, then you're not going to grow much turnip root there. Purple top turnips for the Southern Gardener has been around for a long, long time. We all love our turnip greens. Look at it spacing on that right there. They're again about three quarters of, three quarters of an inch apart. Perfect right there. Lay it out there, grow you some so nice turnips. So that's an turnips. heirloom, open pollinated? It's an open pollinated. Purple top's been around forever. White In fact, roots. anybody thinks white roots were purple on top. Anybody thinks about turnip, that's what they think about. It's an old-timey old purple top variety. White Lisbon bunching onion. 
I happened to bring a little sample here. Not of this variety. Oh, is that the new one we grew this year? Nope. This is a this is a variety here that's real similar. Most people can't tell it apart, but onion seeds are there again, the notorious for being small and hard to handle here. And we have the onions, probably you could get by with placing the double row down just like that with that yeah. terrible part. We're showing these seeds here probably about three quarters of an inch apart. Now this is what you're gonna grow with that. This is not the Lisburn variety, but this is one that's real similar. This is your bunching onion right here. And these actually I seeded by hand. I got them a little too thick. Yeah. That's the reason they didn't get real big. But they don't get, yeah, so I think you could. Those get a little bit bigger than these, if you, especially if you space them out right. But I still think that would be plenty of room. I do too. The only thing I can really think of off the top of my head is carrots. All right, next one is Detroit Dark Red Beet, which is my favorite beet variety. Get it up, Greg. Now this is one I would I would definitely separate, along with carrots. I would separate the beets out. Beets are a bigger seed. You can, I don't know if y'all can see it or not, but it's a bigger seed right there. Detroit red. That's Detroit red, which is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. These are about an inch apart, perfectly spaced right there. Beet seeds. Now are, these get about three inches, and you might want to separate those. I would separate these. Yep, I would separate these along with my carrots right there. We love beets. We've been eating beets like crazy. All right. Oak leaf salad bowl lettuce. Now this is going to make a little bigger. Most of the time you would want this to make a little bit bigger lettuce than your baby leaf we did earlier. But this has both the red and green. It has both red and green for if you want to grow your own salad. Perfect one right here. You could leave this one together or you could pull it apart either one. We're looking at the seeds are probably about three quarters of an inch apart. One or two of them may be very close together, but perfect spacing. We need to do a giveaway and Give away some yeah, of this. Yeah, I think so too. Think about it. I'm race. excited about this right here. I think anybody that does any raised bed garden, and a lot of people don't garden, don't grow these these kind of things in beets and radishes and things like this time of year and carrots. So this gives them the perfect opportunity to grow them in a raised bed. All right, here's a good one right here. One I've been looking forward to. Carrot seed, folks, is is hard to get spaced out right. Here we have it right here. Rainbow blend, which is a blend of all your different colors of your carrots right here, put into a seed tape. Now these are kind of mixed up as far as spacing there goes. Still, it's gonna be perfect spacing right there to give you a good, great carrot harvest. So you can grow those bigger carrots. Yes. And the rainbow blend gives you all those It's the yellow, the white, the orange, colors. and they're really sweet. Yep. We, uh, I've got carrots I'm gonna harvest Thursday. And I'm gonna turn around and flip by being plant beets back there. Wait. French breakfast radish. Gotta have some radishes in there, putting out salad. Another 15 feet. These are a little bit closer together. Let's see how close they are. Now this is one I would probably, I would pull these apart also. These look like they're probably about uh, three quarters of an inch apart, somewhere in there. Yeah, they they grow about three inches. Twenty five days of maturity. So you can grow these radishes is quick. I need to flip some of my beds. And last but not least, folks, is kohlrabi. A lot of people's never grown kohlrabi before, but we love growing kohlrabi. Kohlrabi is a tough one for me because I do it both ways. I direct seed it and I grow it as transplants in the garden. 
but it's kind of a tough one to grow as a transplant. I would separate that one too. I would separate this one out as too. Crab is that small seed like most Nebraskas are. Perfect spacing right there so you can grow it out. Pull this one apart and plant this one at least six to inches or 12 inches apart there on this kohlrabi. We love kohlrabi because we roast it. Ferment it. Ferment it several different Make ways. sauerkraut out of it. Mm -hmm. So how many of those do we have? Why don't you count them up for us? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten? Mm -hmm. So folks, we got ten of these right here. We've named off all the varieties here. Now the price on these right here is going to be three ninety nine dollars per pack. So if you got an eight foot raised bed and you want to completely plant it in one variety, which would be 15 foot of tape, it's going to cost you $4 to do that. And I can promise you, it's going to yield you a lot of return there. But it's not just for raised beds. Not just for raised beds, but I think it's perfect for raised yeah, beds. I'm going to use, I'm going to plant some of raised beds and some on the flat as well. Um, so what's a good question they can answer and we'll give away some of these. Oh, I don't. Let's do this right here. I, I'd like to know the favorite carrot variety. Put your favorite carrot, and we'll do a, a drawing on that. You want to do that? Mm -hmm. Let's do that, and then we're gonna give away what we're gonna give away on these. One of each. One of each. That's gonna be forty bucks worth of seed. You want to uh, do that? I was thinking about doing like. Oh. Let's do one of each. One of each. One of each. Well, let's give away ten seed packs there. One of each. But let us know your favorite variety of carrot because we're doing some experiment now with some new varieties of carrot and if you got a favorite variety of carrot out there or if you don't have a favorite variety of carrot and you've never grown carrot before put one out there that you think you would like to grow and we'll do an automated drawing off the carrot varieties how about that for next week for next week good. we're going to give away 10 packs that's going to be a lot of seeds people will have enough to grow their own and to share with their neighbors seed tape we got a lot of new products folks coming i just today secured some special roselle seed we've mm. got coming in so we got some exciting things coming in the next few weeks and we'll be letting it out on the show if you want us to do a blade of the week show with a pocket knife let me know and i'll be glad to be glad to do that all right so let's get into the garden spotlight garden spotlight here you go all right, let's talk about broccoli here. And this is over in the great state of Alabama, Coleman, Alabama, right there. Angie Collins sent these pictures in right here. And this is some of her green magic broccoli. And it says uh, she would share her, her photos of green magic broccoli and host nature measures that I harvested right before the freeze last week. Wow. Tomatoes were brought in a were in a unheated greenhouse because y'all did the episode on potatoes last week. I thought I would send a photo of my purple majesty potatoes I did in the freeze dryer as mashed potatoes. That's interesting. Well look over there. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. That would be cool to do. Yeah, those are the purple majesties right there. Mm -hmm. And uh, she said they taste just like fresh, but look at the purple cow patties. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I just Figure that one out. We enjoy your Robo Row each Thursday. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to make the videos. God bless. Let's look at her tomatoes right here. Look at that purple broccoli. Ain't that pretty? Mm -hmm. And the green magic there. It's got some good fried green tomatoes. Thank you, Angie, over from Coleman, Alabama. We love our folks in Coleman, Alabama. And she has tomatoes. Tomatoes in an unheated greenhouse. Yep. Strange. Yep. All right, old goat. 
And you can submit these photos under the Hoss University tab. All right. Yep, on the old goat, folks. On the set somewhere, it's an old goat figurine. If you find that old folk, old goat figurine, put in comments below, and next week we'll have a drawing for the winner. Last week's winner for the old goat siding is Roy Parson. Look at that, Roy. You're the big winner this week. Roy Parsons, send us in your shipping information to cussserve at hosstools.com. We're running low on socks, but we still got a few. We're going to have to order some more socks. Mm -hmm. And you'll be, Roy, you'll be sporting around in your community a great pair of socks. You're going to be the envy of the neighborhood. <laughs> so you have to get dirty, get dirty socks on. I'm excited. I'm ready to go plant some seed tape. I am too. I, I, this weather's going to warm up this week, and I'm going to get some things done. Yeah. Yep. All right, folks. Thank you for joining us. Take care of yourself, and take care of somebody else if you can. It's time for us all to get outside and get a little dirty.